In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day. It's Father Tom and Anthony today. We're going to talk a little bit about the anointing last night. We were singing Jesus, 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 Jesus. And there was a wonderful anointing that came with singing the name of the Lord. Anthony, tell us about your experience. Father, you looked over and you saw me face down on the altar. You know, when the anointing came on me, I just felt the weighty presence of God, the manifest glory of God, the Shekinah glory. And all I could do is just lay down at the foot of the cross and just let the Lord infuse me as he wants to infuse you. And he wants to infuse every believer with his Holy Spirit, with the power and the love of God. The word that the Lord gave us yesterday was divine love, and that's what he was releasing. You know, every week the Lord releases just a different part of his divinity upon us. Two weeks ago it was trust. This week it was divine love. And it makes sense because trust is a shortcut to receive God's love. If we're not receiving graces from God, we're not receiving the Lord's fullness. It's just because we're not trusting him. God desires to pour out his whole kingdom, his whole self upon you day after day. He desires to let you live an ascended life with him, with Jesus. And we live this by full trust in the Lord, by full abandonment to his promise in his province and just fully surrender our life to him. So it was a wonderful anointing, you know, when we began to proclaim holy, holy, we began to partake with all of heaven as the angels are gathered around the throne of God proclaiming the holiness of the Lord. When we started to partake with the angels, they started, God began to release them in the church. Then as we began to just proclaim the name of Jesus because there's so much power in that name. There's so much power in that name. The name of Jesus has power over everything of this earth. And when we began to call down Jesus, he began to come. He began to touch people's hearts, infuse them with his love, infuse them with his divinity, infuse them with his Holy Spirit, which allows us to know God. And every time... Every day, every meeting, the Lord is taking us into deeper, deeper recesses of his love, of his joy, of his goodness. But this goes for you day after day, moment by moment, second by second. The Lord is drawing you to himself. Everything you go through, the Lord gives purpose to. Everything you are going through, the Lord is giving purpose to. And what is that purpose? To just give up and say, Lord, I can't, but you can. Jesus, I surrender coming to this situation and take control of it. Because before I had a problem, you already had the answers. Before I knew something was wrong, you already knew what was right about it. 
And you just want me to surrender everything to you. So, Lord Jesus, I just give it to you right now. Whatever I'm struggling with, whatever I have anxiety about, whatever I'm going through, Jesus, I give it to you so you can take it from me. So you can take it from me right now. And Holy Spirit, come upon this broadcast. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus, 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 sing with us. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. I feel the anointing. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. The Lord is healing depression. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Migraine headaches. Jesus, 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 Jesus. I'm looking at the ninth chapter of St. Mark. We can see why Jesus had to go on the cross and die. It's very interesting. Then they came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, that's Peter's house, he asked them, What were you arguing about on the way? But they were silent, for on the way they were arguing with one another who was the greatest. He sat down, called the twelve, and said to them, Whoever wants to be first must be last and servant of all. You see, Jesus had to die. 
After three years of ministry, these people are still asking, who's the greatest? Who's the greatest? And Jesus said, the servant is the greatest. The slave is the greatest. The one who washes the feet is the greatest. It's not like, you know, I had the best pastor when I was a deacon. And they gave me the room on top of the kitchen. I loved that room. It was my room. But it wasn't the best room in the house. It was the least room in the house. But I loved it. You know why? Because I could call people. I could tell people. I could invite people. And people were being changed. And people were being delivered. And people were being healed. I loved that place in Hingham. St. Paul's Church. It's still a holy place. Father Nestor is there, and he loves the Lord. He loves the Lord. Whoever wants to be first must be last, last of all and servant of all. Then he took a little child, put it among them, and taking in his arms, he said to them, Whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. Whoever welcomes me welcomes him who sent me. You see, you know what the child had would value? The child had zero. But to Jesus, the child has great value. The great value of the child. Unless you become like a child, you shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. In the days of Jesus, the child had no value. But Jesus takes the child in his arms and says, unless you become like a little child, you shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. And anyone who welcomes a child for me is also welcomed by my heavenly Father. Today, I love dogs, but in many areas, people are exchanging babies for dogs. They don't want babies. They want dogs. And again, I have nothing against dogs. I think God has given them to make love to us because they're so innocent. But there's nothing to compare with a baby, absolutely nothing. I just love to look at a baby's hands or an infant's hands and perfect nails, perfect fingers, perfect body. This is a miracle. This is a miracle. One woman said to me, I'm going to deliver this week. And I prayed with her that the baby would just slide out in Jesus' name. You see, children are a gift from God. We remember with Obed-Edom, as the Ark of the Covenant was in his house, the Lord blessed the house of Obed-Edom. What does that mean? He blessed the house with children. His wife was going to have another child. We don't see things that way. Most of us say, well, you know, we have one, that's enough. We have two, that's enough. But you see, the children are a gift from God. Psalm 127, read it, talks about children. They're like arrows in the arrow holder of a person. But you see, today, We've come against children. We kill them from the womb. This is so sad. 
This is so sad. People say, you know, why are we upside down in America today? I'm going to tell you why. Because we kill our children from the womb, and we need to repent about that. We need to repent because that's what God wants us to do, and we need to be open to life in Jesus' name, in Jesus' holy name. John said to him, Teacher, we saw someone casting out demons in your name and tried to stop him because he was not following us. Again, they have no idea. The poor apostles had no idea. We want to stop this man from calling out demons in the name of Jesus. What does Jesus say? But Jesus said, Do not stop him, for no one who does a deed of power in my name will be able soon after to speak evil of me. Whoever is not against us is for us. For truly I tell you, whoever gives a cup of water to drink because you bear the name of Christ will by no means lose his reward. I remember in the seminary, I was always the one to pass out the water in the name of Jesus. No one knew I was doing it in the name of Jesus. But I was. And when the soup came, I would always be the one to pass out the soup in the name of Jesus. Because Jesus says, he says, truly I tell you, whoever gives a cup of water to drink because you bear the name of Christ will by no means lose his reward. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Nothing we do for the name of Jesus will ever not be remembered in the kingdom of God. There's no act too little, no gesture or act of love too minute that all of heaven isn't celebrating. When you give a glass of water, when you tell, when you give someone the love of God, it's all it's all recorded. It's all recorded. It's all recorded in the heavenly realms for you. Whoever is the least is going to be the greatest. You know, the, sometimes we don't understand. We feel persecuted. Like Father Tom didn't get the best room in the rectory. He may not have the best car, the nicest house. And we don't understand, well, wh why God? Why can they have this? And I just have little old me, this little house, this little car. But what we don't fail to realize is it's a gift. It's a gift from God. It's a gift from God. Whoever is the least. Whoever has the least is the greatest in the kingdom of God. Father Dan Rehill was telling a story one time about when he, he's a priest, and but when he was just, before he was a priest, he was living with Father Tom, and there was snowstorms, and there was a blizzard coming in. And Father Tom would get in his car, and he would just go pick up all the homeless people, all the homeless people who were about to be snowed in in the blizzard, and he'd bring them to the church. And when Father Dan said, you know, well, aren't you worried about them taking from the church? Said the Father Tom said, we've been given the gift of poverty or the gift that there wasn't much in the church. There wasn't much in the church for them to take or for them to worry about. It was Holy Rosary was just a very simple place. 
but it was soaked with the presence of God. We don't need much. We don't need much in this life to be happy. All we need is the presence of God. Sometimes when we acquire many possessions, we become enslaved to those possessions. You know, we, we serve those possessions instead of serving the Lord. So in your life, if you're going through a time where you may not have much, bless you. Because then you can just lean on the Lord. You're in a position that you can trust the Lord for everything. And when you can trust the Lord for everything, He'll always provide for you. He'll never let you down. He'll give you abundance in the Spirit. Abundance in the Spirit, which is the greatest gift that God can ever provide. Yes, abundance in the Holy Spirit. Abundance in the Holy Spirit. How we need that abundance in the Holy Spirit. Yes, recently, Holy Rosary was taken away. No longer is a church. It hurt my heart. It's no longer a church, they said, because of canon law. And it hurt my heart because this place was a place where the people that were broken could come and be healed and be blessed. And they don't figure that out. They don't figure that out. That the walls were saturated with the prayers of the people. They don't figure that out. The ones that are in charge. You see, maybe we couldn't pay our bills finally. But what was happening in that place was important. That God was healing people. God was setting people free. Just yesterday, a lady came up to me, and she said, you just prayed for my grandson, but I brought my daughter to you when she was this high at Holy Rosary. I said to myself, you see, this is what happens when we're open to the Spirit. We're not, we're not going to get the greatest people according to the world. We're going to get God's people the salt of the earth. That's who we're going to get. And again, I'm, my heart is broken that they took the name church out of Holy Rosary. Now they want to sell it. But I'm going to tell you, whatever they sell it, those walls are still saturated with the prayers of people. Those windows are still saturated with the prayers of people. I'm looking at the ninth chapter of... St. Mark, if any of you put a stumbling block before one of these little ones, his disciples, who believe in me, it would be better for you if a millstone were hung around your neck and you were thrown into the sea. A millstone. These little ones are the Anawim, the poor and lowly of the Lord. Those are the just disciples of Jesus, the Anawim. When I was my first assignment, I got a button and gave them out, Anawim power, and people would say, what does that mean? The poor and lowly are the ones that Jesus calls to himself and changes their lives. Oh yes, Anawim power. It's still Anawim power pure and lowly. Let's continue. If your hand causes you to stumble, 
cut it off. It is better for you to enter life maimed than to have two hands and go to hell, to the unquenchable fire. And if your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter lame, life lame, than to have two feet and to be thrown into hell. And if your eye causes you to stumble, tear it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than to have two eyes and to be thrown into hell, where their worm never dies and the fire is never quenched. Jesus isn't saying, cut off your arms. He's saying, you know what? You know what? It's so important that you give me your life first so that my your arms are working with me and for me. Your eyes are working with me and for me. Your legs are working with me and for me. Oh, yes, who are you working for today? Who are you working for today? Are you giving a glass of water to a, the least one called Christian? Who are you working for today? For whoever will be salted with fire, salt is good, but if salt has lost its saltiness, how can you season it? Have salt in yourselves and be at peace with one another. You know, have salt in yourself. You're the salt of the earth. I cannot shake salt anymore on my food because I retain water. And I won't tell you, I miss salt. I miss salt. And, but Jesus says, you're the salt of the earth. How good we are that seasoned people so that people come to know, love, and serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Yeah, you know, in, in the Holy Spirit is what gives us that saltiness. The Holy Spirit is what empowers us to know Jesus and empowers you to do the works of God and be obedient to his will and just live in the fullness of life. Just yesterday, there's this girl, Maggie, she's, she's wonderful. She's about 19, but she was telling me that she had just received a rosary that her friend gave her from Magigori, and she had been praying with it and received, she'd been receiving a lot of consolation. But as she was coming up to get prayer, the Lord told her, you know, I want you to give this rosary to this lady. And she, she was funny. She said, Lord, I don't think I'm ready. I know, Lord, I can't. You know, I love this rosary. I love praying with it. She said, you know, she had a God moment. She told us after, after she received prayer, after she received the Holy Spirit and the love of God, she was empowered. She said, not only did I give the rosary to the woman, but I wanted to and I was excited to. And she went and she gave the rosary and she was filled with the presence of God. She was filled with the love of God. She was filled with the consolation of God, which is far greater than the rosary. You know, every, every time God tells you to do something and you do it, not only does he bless you, but he, he takes something from you. He has a purpose of why he tells you to do things and he gives you greater grace. He gives you greater grace. And he gives you greater freedom by doing it. 
by so when we become obedient to the Lord and every little thing he does, nothing's too little, we become the salt of the earth and we receive graces which far surpass far surpass whatever we're holding on to or anything at the time. Like Father, why don't you tell them the story of the relic of the true cross? I had a relic of the true cross and it was giving me much consolation. And I was with uh, Dan Rehill at the seminary and there was this young man who was Jewish who just became a Christian. And the Lord said to me, give the relic to this young man. I said, no, I'm not going to do it. I said, this has been a consolation to me. I don't have many consolations. He said, I said, give the relic of the true cross to the young man. Finally, he said, if you give the relic of the true cross to the young man, I'll give you a greater ministry to the Jewish people. I said, here's a relic. You can have it. He said, no, I don't want to take it from you. I said, the Lord wants you to have it, and I want you to have it. This is, this is vital. This is vital. This is vital. Um, let me just remind you of, of the uh, charismatic renewal services. What is it? The, nine, the 10th of, of uh, September, 8 to 5 in the afternoon, lunch will be served. It's $30. Where is it held? St. Stephen's Parish in Framingham. It's all about healing. Who do you have to call? 781-333-5308. 781-333-5308. And the, the conference is about power came forth from him and he healed them all. You should go. Charismatic Renewal Services, 10th of uh, September, from 8 to 5 in the afternoon. Lunch will be served. It costs $30. It's time for us to do something, to be where the Spirit of God is. Just go. 781-333-5308. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass. 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass. 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.